You're listening to No Nonsense Sales from Salesloft, your weekly dose of sales fun where we interview some of the biggest names in sales and separate sales fact from fiction. And here's your host, Tom Boston. Episode 46 of No Nonsense Sales. Where does the time go? This week, we're talking about my favorite subject, bringing some much needed fun into the world of sales. I champion fun in sales. I think it can be fun if you have a process in place with a platform like Salesloft and you embrace social selling. But it's not what I think that matters. It's what you think. Let's have a look at this week's LinkedIn poll. 94% of you said that it is possible to make sales fun which made me smile because it means that 6% of you do not. No, sales can never be fun. No, it's not. No time for jokes. Thank you very much. Let's have a look at some of your comments. Teresa Erickson said, fun is the tone any business can choose as long as it resonates with their brand identity. Like that a lot. Mark Morley, if it's not fun, why would you be doing it? Absolutely, Mark. And Jody Bates says, people buy from people and happy people sell. Speaking my language. So I invited onto the show this week one of the happiest people that I know. He's a salesperson turned marketing person, lighting up LinkedIn every week with his podcast, The Customer Engagement Lab. Content producer at PandaDoc this week, he's going to help me understand if sales can be fun. Trav is big into building community on LinkedIn. So my first question for him was, why do we crave and feel a sense of belonging? on social media and want to be part of communities? I think it's changed a little bit since the pandemic in 2020 kind of stripped us away from our traditional office places. For many of us, LinkedIn is now our virtual office place. It's where we go to chat at the water cooler, to get the latest gossip, to maybe learn some things, to laugh and, you know, communicate in some regard. So I know it's corny, But for me, LinkedIn really has become my virtual workplace. And it's where I go to feel a sense of community and relatedness. You know, I'm having a I'm having an epiphany on the show here because I've never actually thought about LinkedIn as a virtual office. And as a remote worker who is about 300 miles away from our office, right? Uh, I do think that's probably one of the big reasons I lean into it so so much, right? Because actually you can have that kind of feeling of connectedness, even if you are remote so far away from, from your team. Yeah, thanks, thanks for sharing that. Um, let's talk about salespeople. So you've interviewed a lot of leaders. Um, what are some of the big themes that you're picking up on this year? What are people talking about? I think the biggest theme is that sales is really hard. I see it every day, uh, year over year, especially within my own organization over here at PandaDoc. People put so much pressure and expectation on sales-related activities and especially sales outcomes. It just blows my mind. And yet, salespeople are so damn resilient. They just keep trying. And I think marketers have a lot to learn when it comes to the grit and the tenacity of their fellow salespeople. Yeah, I love that. Because obviously we're always talking about trying to bridge the gap between marketing and sales. And how do we get the alignment? There's a buzzword for you. Do you think that's the answer then? 
maybe marketing, learning from sales. Have sales anything they could learn from marketing, perhaps? No. Every salesperson would say no. Yes, sales has would. nothing to learn from marketing. Yes, they would. Um, <laughs> except how bad a, an MQL can be. Um, I think marketing has more to learn from sales. Personally, having done both in my professional career, I think that marketers need to humble themselves by walking a mile in a salesperson's shoes. I think the job is harder. That's why I'm in marketing because I couldn't hack it in sales. It was exhausting. <laughs> so <laughs> after two years of doing it, I really switched gears and just found it also aligned more with my natural abilities and, and interests. I think what sales might be able to learn from marketing is consistency and the value in staying organized. I think sales traditionally a trope is that they're kind of all over the place, high energy. Um, but some of the best in the game that I've seen are the ones who are a bit more on the calm side, a bit more on the focused side. Uh, they don't necessarily have the warmest, bubbliest personalities that I think we associate with sales. And yeah, maybe they can learn from marketing to just be consistent, be a bit more organized and thoughtful with your approach. Yeah, I love the idea of salespeople being more organized because again, cards cards on the table. My wife will tell you this. I'm the least organized person you you could you could meet. And I think we find that a lot in, in sales, right? Yeah. So maybe I maybe I can hold a conversation and maybe I can bring to life uh, a product or service. But actually, if you talk to me about my plan for hitting target in the next three, six, 12 months, uh, not so much. I don't really know where I'm at with that. So obviously at Sales Loft, you know, we're a huge advocate of helping sellers and, and kind of leading them on the right path so they can they can enjoy their role, which takes me quite nicely onto my next question because you clearly love what you do. So what what's your advice to anyone who... Is looking at your content and and thinking, I want to I want to be like that person. How do I how do I have such passion for my job like this person does? So my advice is to find the right people, so that you're doing what you love with people you really enjoy. If you're interviewing for a job right now, or you're trying to start something in your own company, or maybe on the side, if you want to start and make sure that it's fun. You, it it starts and ends with the relationships. And I know that sounds like very, you know, duh. Or, yeah, Travis, I hear that all the time. Great. Got anything new for me? But the most fun that I have in my job is a direct result of the people who I hop on Zoom calls with, the people I get to talk shop with, discuss ideas, get feedback from. And there are plenty of people whose personalities do not align with mine. And I can feel it and sense it instantly. And you have to trust that gut. So if you want to do more of what you love, trust your gut instinct when you are meeting people. And if you're not clicking or vibing, move on. There's plenty of other people you will click and vibe with who match your personality and the things you need from them. So an easy way to love what you do is to be really particular in filtering out the people that you don't jive with. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. I mean, I've I've not 
looked for a sales role for for a long time, right? But if I <laughs> if I was to look for a sales role and I didn't have the opportunity presented to me by the organization to meet the team, that is definitely something I'd want to do off my own back, right? Even if it's just jumping on to a Zoom call and meeting a couple of members of the team for 10 minutes, like you said, just to see if there is that that alignment. Uh, so you're obviously very lucky. You work with a great team. You are vibing, which I love. I think that's a great, that's a great word. <laughs> um, do you think then that if you're you're in sales and you're you're around people that you like the role can be be fun because we've already talked about needing that resilience but actually do you believe that sales people can genuinely enjoy their role day to day absolutely tom my dad taught me a lesson a long time ago when i played uh travel ice hockey uh, as a as a kid, as a teenager, and he instilled this in me, which is if you're not having fun, then there's no point to investing that much time, energy, or money into the activity. And one of the things that really unlocked this as an adult was signing up for improv comedy classes at a local theater. And I've learned that having fun is something that all of us desire. Now our definition of fun is different person by person, but it's something we're all capable of. And somewhere along the way from childhood to adulthood, we really stifled our ability to have fun. And I believe we need to unlearn all of those lessons and bring more fun to work or else eventually you're going to end up miserable and asking yourself what happened. Um, sales is not for everyone. As I mentioned earlier, it is hard. There's a lot of rejection. There's a lot of performance pressure. But you make it fun by understanding that you're on a mission to help people. It just so happens that you're trying to help a lot of people who don't want help or they don't think they need it, but they probably do actually. (laughs) Yeah, and I think that when you can start to have fun, that's when you see the results. And again, that seems almost counterproductive right and I I almost hate giving that advice to new sellers because I always tell them when I just started enjoying myself at work that's when I started hitting targets when I stopped stressing about hitting my target I just thought okay well let's just enjoy the role and enjoy the day because again if you're not enjoying the day again what's what's the point um that's when my um my deal started kind of rolling in now we we might have some listeners then who are listening to this going, okay, well, B2B SaaS, especially over at my company, we don't have a lot of fun, right? You know, we, <laughs> we get on with the job. Maybe our content's not that fun. Maybe our product's not, not that fun. Um, do you think we're entering like a new world of, of B2B SaaS where companies are kind of starting to pick up on this idea that actually, yeah, maybe we need to take ourselves less seriously? Tom, I've been in that world since 2020. I started a business comedy podcast that has close to 100,000 downloads. Uh, Shout out to the Customer Engagement Lab. You guys should go check it out if you enjoyed this. Um, And it's just, it's been a wild ride. Like, yes, we are entering a new world. And I had a sense of it. And I told my bosses, like, if you want me to do a podcast that's not fun 
or funny. I'm not doing it. And it took a lot of courage for me to like come to that conclusion. And maybe it was some naivety too, but they saw how serious I was about the fun element. And they were like, okay, okay, okay. Uh, skeptically at first and now willingly, they let me have fun um, after seeing the results. I've had a couple of people um, candidly tell me, why are, you, why are we trying to be funny? We're not a fun company. And I said, says who? Says you? I bring fun with me wherever I go. It's just a natural extension of my personality and who I am. So, yeah, I'm going to make it fun. And if that rubs you the wrong way, well, then sorry, not sorry. <laughs> you know what? It's it's inspiring because, again, you you might have people listening who are at a company Maybe you're thinking, oh, I can't recreate that, or I can't, I can't do that. But we're we're being really corny here. It goes down to the thing of be true to yourself, right? You can only mm-hmm. you can only do you. That's uh, that's what I always say. Um, this has been really really interesting. Thanks so much, and again, thanks for the content that you that you put out. I always really enjoy it, and I've I've enjoyed getting to know you as well. Um, we're going to end the interview, sadly for our listeners with with me singing and i won't put you through it now trav i'll I'll record it after you've gone um but do you want to talk me through the pump up song that you've that you've brought in i know you've got a story behind it absolutely so i'll keep it short i chose um superman by goldfinger and for those that are familiar with the nintendo 64 uh video game tony hawk's pro skater they'll recognize this song uh, as it was in the soundtrack. And I'd like to think that that song really held some of the best years of my life as like a an 8, 9, 10, 11, 12-year-old kid uh, playing this video game nonstop. And it eventually led me to learning how to play the trumpet and joining a ska band. So for all my ska haters out there, um, you know, poo-poo on you. But I had a lot of fun playing trumpet and uh, being in a ska band in high school. So Hope you enjoy this one, Tom. It's <laughs> it's a doozy. Love that. Thanks so much. Yeah, I it might take me back to my childhood of throwing the remote away because I can't do uh, can't do <laughs> what they what were they called ollies or oozies or I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Trav. Thanks for joining me on the show. <laughs> so here I am doing everything I can. Holding on to what I am, pretending I'm a superman. I don't know if I quite captured the tone of the original, but any Tony Hawk fans, if you'd like to go back in time, we've just added that song to the No Nonsense sales playlist on Spotify. Go and have a listen. I'll tell you what, while you're over there, why don't you subscribe to this very podcast so you can join us next week? Thanks for listening. (laughs) 